Hello, welcome back to Retirement Clarity Radio. I am your host, Scott Newhouse. Shout out to you and the dozens and dozens of listeners all across the country, all across the world, tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate you being here. So last week, we talked about something called the essentials of asset location. Um, and this is a, that was a topic that really isn't talked about as much as it should be. There's a lot of talk in the financial circles about asset allocation. That's really important. You have to drill down your asset allocation properly. However, there's something uncovered, uh, untalked about, you know, as much as I want it to be called asset location. And just to sum up last week's episode, and you should listen to the whole thing, but we're going to sum it up in one sentence. It it would be, you want to have the right investments in the right types of accounts. So we have taxable accounts, we have tax deferred accounts, we have tax free accounts. You just have to have the right investments in each of those accounts and different investments are properly suited for different types of accounts. Um, and again, go to, go to last week's episode if you want to hear the whole thing. But it's funny because after I recorded that episode, I was, I was perusing the Wall Street Journal as I do, and I saw an article um, that was right in line with asset location. It was kind of like the, the financial um, planning marketing gods were shining upon me, and they gave me a great article to talk about um, right after the asset location uh, podcast that I kind of came up with on my own. So that's what we're going to talk about today, this Wall Street Journal article that I saw. I affectionately refer to these types of podcasts as Scott's stack of stuff. So it's, you know, uh, the stack of stuff that comes across my desk, across my laptop. We're going to go over it together. I'll tell you what I think about it and what actionable steps you can take uh, from this uh, article that we read together. So this one, again, it's coming from the Wall Street Journal. Um, let's see if I got the author's names. Uh, yeah, I got the author as Jason Zwieg. Uh, my apologies, Jason, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. And the article's headline is the huge tax bills that came out of nowhere at Vanguard. Um, and then the subtitle is a change that benefited big clients left little ones holding the bag. Now, before we get into this, basically what Jason's going to talk about is uh, something that happened with uh, Vanguard investors, so investors that have Vanguard funds um, and a big tax bill that they had to pay. Jason seems to think um, that this is kind of Vanguard's fault. I actually don't agree with that, and we'll get into why in a second, and it does have a lot to do with asset location, um, but I just wanted to give you that you know high-level view of you know Jason and I don't exactly agree on, on who's at fault here. Um, and you can obviously listen and, and make up your own mind, or maybe it's a mix of both. Anyways, let me read the article, and then I will be also commenting on the article as I go through it, and I'll let you know what's my commentary versus what's the article. But coming straight from the article, uh, Jason writes, it's easy for a small investor to make big mistakes. It would be even easier for an, a giant investment firm to help prevent them. But sadly, the asset management industry seems to have other priorities. Just look at what happened the last month to some investors in Vanguard's target retirement funds. They got whacked with huge capital gain distributions. Those payouts triggered painful tax bills that that could have easily been avoided if Vanguard had simply warned them not to hold those funds outside of a tax-advantaged retirement account. Okay, let me stop right here. So Jason's essentially saying, you know, these investors, these normal, you know, folks like you and I, individual investors, got hit with a big capital gain uh, tax and they had to pay it um, because they had these funds outside of a tax-advantaged retirement account. Um, in other words, these these retirement fund investments could have been held in the tax-deferred accounts or the tax-free accounts 
but these investors held them in individual or, or joint taxable accounts where you accrue capital gains and, and distribution, excuse me, capital gain tax as well as dividend tax um, on any gains that you accrue throughout the year. Now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put out um, what I think right now, and and I'll probably repeat myself throughout this episode, but. Jason's essentially saying here, this could have been avoided if Vanguard had warned them not to hold these funds outside of a tax-advantaged retirement account. But here's the problem. Vanguard's job is to, one, be a custodian. So, you know, if you have a Vanguard, you know, you go to Vanguard.com and you open an account there um, and you have money there, Vanguard's your custodian. That's one service that they have. So they're going to hold on to your money. The second service that they have, um, and this isn't exhaustive, but the second service that they have is they have funds. They have funds that you can invest in. Um, and so in this scenario, they had a Vanguard target date retirement fund. Um, and so they are performing the job of investing according to you know how that fund is supposed to be managed. And so that's their job. Jason's saying, hey, you should have warned uh, these individual investors not to have this target date retirement fund in a taxable account. My point to that, though, is that that wasn't uh, the job that Vanguard was hired to do. Um, that would essentially be giving advice to these uh, you know, individual investors in terms of what funds to hold in what accounts. But if you're going to do that, you can't, you can't expect um, the fund provider to give you advice on what investments to hold where, because that's where personal financial advice comes into play. So if you want personal financial advice, then you've got to go to someone who's going to understand your circumstances and help you figure out what funds go in what types of accounts. But Vanguard was doing its job in terms of being the custodian, holding the funds, as well as investing the funds according to the dictates um, that, that they agreed to. Um, and so. Well, let me keep on going through the article here, but that's the first, and that's probably the biggest issue that I have with uh, this article. Um, keep on going through the article. Jason says, like many investment firms, Vanguard offers target date funds, bundles of stocks, bonds, and cash that automatically become more conservative as investors approach their retirement date. Uh, so these funds are tailored for investors in 401ks, or other retirement plans where taxes are deferred. So target funds aren't managed to minimize dividends or capital gains. And that's the key point. Target date funds are not managed to minimize dividends or capital gains. Uh, and this is, this is still Jason. Hold them in a taxable account instead of a retirement plan and you will owe taxes on those payouts. Sometimes much more than you would in other types of funds. That's the very essence of asset location. If you have the wrong investments in the wrong types of accounts, you're going to pay more in dividends and taxes than you would otherwise. And so um, this, and uh, going back to Jason, obviously that was my own commentary just now, uh, but back to Jason, that shows the importance of what financial advisors called asset location the choice of whether to put particular investments in a taxable or non-taxable account. Most of Vanguard's um, money in Vanguard's target funds. Um, actually, let me stop right there. So yeah, so that's what I was talking about last week, asset location, having the right investments in the right types of accounts, especially whether your investment should go into a taxable account, a tax deferred account, or a tax free account. So Jason's acknowledging that. Jason just thinks that Vanguard should have told these individual investors uh, what to do. And my point to that is, that's not, that wasn't Vanguard's job. These individual investors did not hire Vanguard to give personal financial advice. Uh, if they wanted that advice, they could have gone to someone um, 
either someone that works at Vanguard, someone independent like myself, um, someone, you know, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, whatever, they could have gone to an advisor and gotten advice on that, but they did not do that. So Jason's saying, hey, Vanguard should have put it up, put up a prompt saying not to do this. But what I'm saying is they never hired Vanguard to do that job. They never hired anyone else to do that job. So I don't feel like it's realistic for these individual investors to get upset at Vanguard uh, because they never hired Vanguard uh, to, to give them that advice. Okay, continuing on with the article, most of the money in Vanguard's target funds comes from corporate and individual retirement plans where funds, gains, and income aren't currently taxable. However, some investors do put non-retirement money in target date funds, and in December, they got a nasty surprise. Um, let's keep on going here. Uh, I'm just going to read one investor, uh, what they posted on um, some online forums. So there are two forums that uh, people complained about this. One is uh, bogleheads.org, uh, a website popular among Vanguard investors. One investor posted there, I think I'm screwed by Vanguard resulting in an, in an enormous tax bill. I feel that Vanguard guided me down this path, which is really frustrating. Um, in another uh, Bogleheads area on Reddit, another online forum, an investor posing, uh, posting as Sitting Hawk said he received around $550,000 in distributions from Vanguard's Target Retirement 2035 fund. So he owes 23.8% in federal taxes and 4.9% in Illinois state tax. All told, more than $150,000. How, he asked in all caps, could Vanguard let this happen? Um, Sitting Hawk, who asked me not to disclose his real name, says he put around $1.9 million into the fund in a taxable account in 2015 after he maxed out contributions to his tax-deferred funds. He added more savings, um, and then by last year, he had around $3.6 million in taxable money in that fund. And let me just wrap up with him and then I'll get back to my own commentary. Um, Sitting Hawk, uh, again, that poster on Reddit said, I didn't want to be that guy who is constantly trading. I just wanted to set it and forget it and have some peace of mind instead of messing around with it every couple of days. It sucks that this had to happen. Okay, um, <laughs> before I go into my own commentary, I do want to say I did I did go into the Reddit forum and I, and I looked at Sitting Hawk's post history and... Um, He's doing okay ment mentally. You know, he obviously had to pay over $150,000 in capital gains. Boy, that's a really expensive mistake to make. Um, but you know, just a just a little, um, I guess, foreshadowing on his circumstances. He's doing okay. He's making a lot of money. He's obviously got you know multiple millions of dollars in his investment accounts. So he's not. He's he's upset, but you know he's going to be fine financially. So just want to put that out there for for anyone who's feeling too bad for him. Yes, it's a big mistake. Yes, I mean a, a ton of money to to make uh, to lose on a mistake, uh, but he's financially he's going to be fine. Um, but I want to get into the commentary that he posted. You know, how could Vanguard let this happen? As well as another poster who said they feel like they were screwed by Vanguard. Again, I, I'm repeating myself here, but neither of these people hired Vanguard for investment advice. And so, or excuse me, for investment advice or for asset, asset location advice. If you had hired someone for asset location advice, then they could have helped you avoid these mistakes. But Again, if you're just going to use Vanguard funds, it's not Vanguard's job to say, put this one in the Roth, this one in the ta uh, traditional IRA, this one in the 401k, and this one in your taxable accounts. 
It's just not their job in that capacity. You can hire them or you can hire someone else in that capacity to help you out. But if you don't hire them for that, then it's up to you. You're essentially hiring yourself as your own financial advisor to do all of this stuff for yourself. And if you do that, then you've got to know what's what and what should be in what types of accounts. Another potential issue with hiring yourself to be your own financial advisor is you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so maybe you've got a full-time job doing something else. Maybe you frankly don't think investments are that exciting or interesting. And so you might miss things like this, other things that come up in the tax code, other things that come up in legislation. You just might miss it because you're not doing this full-time. Um, and so again, if you're not going to pay someone else for advice on all of this, you've got to accept the responsibility of basically being a, a financial advisor for yourself and then you've got to know what's what and what and, and what's out there that you need to be aware of and obviously um you know i'm not happy that, that these people um you know made these mistakes i do feel bad for them um but it did it did frankly in my mind come about because um, they, they didn't understand what was going on with the asset location um, and where their funds should be invested. And yeah, I do think it is something that could have been avoided if they had you know, paid for um, some help in that area. Okay, so there's one more point that Jason makes in the article that I want to touch on, and then I think we're going to wrap it up for today. So Jason writes, at the end of 2020, Vanguard reduced the minimum investment in its institutional target retirement funds to $5 million from $100 million. That set off an elephant stampede as multi-million dollar corporate retirement plans got out of the standard target funds and into the institutional equivalents. Um, and then parentheses, clients have to sell out of one format to buy the other. Now last year, uh, assets of Vanguard's 2035 target fund shrank to 38 billion from 46 billion at the end of 2020. And the 2040 fund shriveled to 29 billion from 36 uh, billion. So as big clients left, their sales caused the funds to offload some holdings, triggering capital gains, which could be distributed only to the dwindling group of investors who stuck around. So the people that stuck around had to pay the capital gains. Um, and some made the mistake of owning these funds in a taxable account. Again, this is not, if you have a target date retirement fund, and I'm not honestly in love with target date retirement funds, but if you do have one, they're not the worst thing in the world, but if you do have them and they're in your tax deferred traditional IRA, your 401k, or in their, they're in some kind of Roth IRA, you're not going to pay capital gains because there's no capital gains um, in retirement accounts whenever those uh, materialize. You're only going to be uh, taxed you know, on the tax deferred. You're only going to be taxed on the distributions. Um, and that'll obviously be taxed as ordinary income. When you make those distributions but you know if you buy one day you sell the next you you buy again keep on selling and you do that every day you know every single day for an entire month there's no capital gains or or, or loss um, on what you do inside of those retirement accounts so going back to jason's article um Vanguard did not have anything to say about how it infuriated the individual investors who have taxable money in these funds uh, spokeswoman carolyn Wegeman, uh, sorry Carolyn if I'm mispronouncing your name, said that because the target retirement approach seeks to reduce risk over time by automatically trimming stock positions, these funds are best served in a tax-deferred account. Yet nowhere on these funds' main pages at Vanguard.com does the firm tell investors that the funds aren't ideal for taxable accounts. 
Um, the summary prospectus, a document almost no one reads. Again, if you're not going to, and this is my own commentary, if you're not going to read it, then you need to hire someone else who at least knows what it says or knows what the investment, um, what's going on with the investments. Because, um, you know, ignorance, <laughs> ignorance is not bliss. Um, ignorance can, as we see here, lead to a $150,000 tax bill. Okay, back to the article. Um, the prospectus intones on page 10 of 14 that quote, distributions may be taxable as ordinary income or capital gains. Again, that would not be a surprise to anyone that you are paying uh, for financial advice, like a certified financial planner. Um, but yeah, it may be a surprise um, to people who are not as uh, cognizant about what's going on. Um, okay, and then he gives one more example of, of someone, uh, some professor saying that, yeah, they should have uh, given them advice um, and told them not to do that. But again, you know, Vanguard's got a, a few capacities. They are your custodians, so they're going to hold on to your money. They also have the ability to uh, hold investment funds. And so, you know, they're indexed or mutual funds. You can buy those and they're going to invest according to the, the prospectus that we just talked about. Um, and then those are the two functions that these people used Vanguard. Uh, what they're upset about is that Vanguard did not offer personal financial planning advice, and they should have. Um, but the thing is, these individual investors did not hire Vanguard or anyone else to help them with their asset location. And because they did not do that, they have these you know, six-figure capital gains uh, tax bills. So if you want to make sure you're doing everything right in terms of your asset location, definitely go back to and listen to last week's episode on the essentials of asset location, and you can try and do it yourself. Obviously, as we see here, that can be a very costly and expensive mistake if you try and you know do it on your own and do it for free. Um, it could actually end up being the most expensive option. Um, now, if you want to talk to me about you know what we need to allocate uh, in different types of accounts, I'd be happy to create a free one-page retirement plan for you, and that's at startmyretirement.us. Again, just go to startmyretirement.us, and we'll come up with the one-page retirement plan that's going to go over all of your asset location needs. All right, that's all I've got for today. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening. As a reminder, you should consult with a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this podcast is a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentions of rate of return are hypothetical in nature and not a guarantee of future returns. Scott Newhouse, CFP, is an investment advisor representative of Forthright Finances, a California and Nevada registered investment advisor.